from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The Panthers are stuck on the coaching carousel, and the faster they can get off in good standing, right, as comfortable as you can be, the faster they can find their coach, the better. The faster they can find their GM, the better. John Schneider of the Seattle Seahawks, their GM, held a press conference today. You know what he said? said for the first time, right, because Pete Carroll's gone, the personnel decisions, I have final say. And do you know what I did? I got jealous. Because that's such an important thing to know going into the offseason. Who's making the decisions? Who's going to answer for their success and failure? Who has the final say? The Panthers have no gosh darn clue. Because in some situations, like when Pete Carroll was there, probably the head coach that has the final say. In some situations, the GM has the final say. In some twisted situations, the owner might have the final say. We hope that's not the case. Today is the first day the Panthers and others, not just the Panthers, they don't have some inside track, uh, can virtually interview coaching candidates who are still in the playoffs and weren't on a bye last week. So, I mean, clock is ticking, right? Make your decision. Even if you can't formally hire somebody or offer somebody, it's nice to know, right? Hey, Ben Johnson, you're our guy. Who's, by the way, he's interviewing with the Seahawks uh, and and others. Hey, hey, this one, that one, you're our guy. Panthers have already interviewed the Ravens' offensive and defensive coordinator, as well as their own defensive coordinator, uh, Evero, who everybody's talked about, and their own interim head coach, Chris Tabor. They have requests into a bunch of others. Maybe some highlights. The offensive coordinator for the Dolphins, Frank Smith. The offensive coordinator for the Ravens, Todd Munkin. The offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers. The offensive coordinator. A lot of offensive coordinators. Bengals, Brian Callahan. Bengals, Brian Callahan. Texans, Bobby Slowick. They're all scheduled. Here's my 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 official stance on where the Panthers are in their hiring situation. The only chance you wait, the only chance you are patient is if you think there is a realistic shot at what I'm calling a whale. If that's the case, do everything you can to get that whale. That's where you use your advantages. Your advantages like David Tepper's wallet. That's where you use whatever you have to do. Now, who qualifies as a whale? The obvious, Mike Tomlin. If he's available, you figure it out. If you have to trade for him, you probably have to not do that because uh, you don't have anything to trade. Uh, That'd be a massive catch. The other... I think Vrabel is that way. Yeah. I think he's going to have options. I think these are uh, obviously defensive first guys who you break your your plan for, right? Your plan is to get an offensive mind to grow with Bryce Young. Those those types, you go, you know what? Forget the plan. There's our new plan. Our new plan is that guy. That's something that can happen. But if if you do that, just know if you're waiting for them, just know you're taking a risk if those other guys want to start hopping off the carousel or even if they are just buying and building relationships with other teams. I think Ben Johnson is becoming more and more of a pipe dream because he's – the, the more success the Lions have, the, the more desirable he is by everybody else and the, the less likely he is to, quote-unquote, settle for the Panthers. He'll have all the options. Because, he I mean, he's taken Jared Goff and completely rehabilitated him, and, and that, that reclamation project is looking like, you know, one of those 
Uh, I don't know if they're ever true. The HGTV shows where they're like, I bought this pro- this property for $40,000. <laughs> I put a new paint and then some shutters, and now it's worth $600,000. i am going like, is that really how this all works? He's doing that with Jared Goff right now. So maybe Ben Johnson becomes a pipe dream. I'm looking towards Bobby Slowick and going, if you don't get a whale, the offensive coordinator from the Texans looks mighty good to me right now. And he has those ties with McVay mm-hmm. and with Kyle Shanahan because they were on the same staff in Washington together. And Matt LaFleur, who's the head coach. And, of the, and Raheem Bay. Morris. Like all and those Mike guys. And McDaniel. They were all on that 2013 uh, Mike Shanahan uh, coaching staff in, in, in Washington. Yeah. All of them. I don't know what, what deals they made behind closed doors <laughs> with whatever the powers that be, but they're all pretty good coaches. They said they're all generally having success. And and Raheem Morris is in the mix for a lot of head coaching jobs. They, they could have another one. Mm-hmm. If Slowick and Raheem Morris become head coaches this offseason, well, you're, that, that sound you hear is more Washington fans going, what the heck, uh, which they're already doing. But if you're willing to be patient – just know that Ben Johnson might slip through your fingers, Bobby Slowick might slip through your fingers, and you might be settling for somebody like Frank Smith, the, Donald, the, the Dolphins offensive coordinator, who, by the way, the Dolphins offense is great, but let's not be, be foolish and say that Mike McDaniel doesn't have a lot to do with that. Right? What I like about Ben Johnson, what I like about Bobby Slowick, is you look at their head coaches, they don't strike me as the X's and O's behind the scenes driving forces of those offenses. D'Amico Ryans is a defensive-minded head coach. Dan uh, Campbell is a, uh, I don't even know, kneecap-biting head coach. He, he's I, just a coach. He's he's a tight. He's a former tight end, so he probably leans offense. But he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's like, no, we have to get to the 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 counter to the the, the double move later on in the game. He strikes me as someone who's looking at the offensive coordinator, going, we have to strike with a with a fire and an intensity unlike. Anything you've seen before, something that is built for the motor industry in, in Detroit. Where's Eminem's Lose Yourself? Like, like that's what he's doing. So I, I, I'm, I'm just saying that the, the risk and reward game for where they're going has to be considered, right? You want to keep your options open for a, a Tomlin, a Vrabel, if you're in the mood for a Belichick or a Harbaugh. Harbaugh did – uh, interview with the Chargers. If you're in the mood and, and you think you have a chance, you can wait out for those, but just know that as you're waiting those out, because those types of coaches are going to be in no hurry because they know they're going to have options. If you're waiting for those, the options that might be a bit more realistic for a team that I believe is dead last in attractiveness when it comes to openings, uh, barring like a $20 million per year check from Tepper, it, it, the, the more realistic options may start sorting themselves out. Because the exact opposite is true, right? Mike Tomlin, heck, he could wait a year. He could go sit out a year. He could do the media thing. Uh, I I think his son plays somewhere. He could go watch him for a year. Mm -hmm. And know beyond a shadow of a doubt the next year, whole host of options. He could pick where he wants. The Slowics of the world, they might feel like, okay, I better secure a job, a head coaching job while they're available, I'm not going to wait for anything, right? You offer me a job, I might just say yes, and guess who might o- offer them a job? The the Raiders, the Chargers, the all of these other teams that are open now. There's an urgency and a risk-reward in just taking your time if you're the Panthers. There is an urgency and a risk-reward that you have to weigh with every night you go to sleep not being pretty darn dead set on who your guy's going to be. Now I understand there are some that are still playing, and you can't like you can't just come out and say, 
the Lions offensive coordinator four days before five days before they play in the playoffs he is our head coach you can't say that so maybe we'll have a retroactive right the day after the Lions or the day after the the Texans are eliminated suddenly that announcement is made then I'll sit back and go I apologize Tepper for this one very very specific thing that I said because it may not have been true all the, all the other things, I stand by that, Tepper. And here's the thing, Tepper, you're not only you're interviewing, you're recruiting a coach. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. you gotta, you got to sell it. You know, because it's one thing if you're like Atlanta or, heck, Washington or, or the Chargers or something like that where it's everyone's intrigued by it most likely, whereas Carolina, because you said, there are tons of question marks about the franchise and what they have to offer in the near future and down the line. you got to recruit. Like you got to sell someone on this thing. And yeah, that's a, a fantastic point, and you have to give them the time they need. Yeah, because if I'm an offensive-minded head coach, and and I'm you know I'm I may be aware of Bryce Young, maybe did some pre-draft stuff before I accept the job. I want to go back and watch. Give me 24 hours, and I'm living in my basement that 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 24 hours watching Bryce Young tape. I might even want to talk with Bryce Young, or go talk to. Uh, Nick Saban, right? I mean, I'm, I may want to go find some some co-signers on that before I hitch my wagon to that quarterback. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Not only are the Panthers not in the playoffs, which we've known that for about three months. Some longer. Some do <laughs> it even longer than that. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, it, it can't be fun having to watch so many of their exes in the playoffs. It can't be fun to knowing – yeah, you know, hey, we didn't see the potential in that one or that one or that guy or that guy or that coach or that executive or that player. The Panthers have former players, coaches, and executives all over the NFL playoffs, which just goes to show you one of the most important things that a franchise has to do and one of the things that the, the Panthers have to get much, much, much better at is deciding who to keep when things are going well. Evaluating your own talent. Seeing where the credit should go. And by the way, this is not an easy deal. We've seen other teams mess this up. If you watch the Eagles over the weekend, what you're learning is that the offense and defensive coordinators who are now head coaches elsewhere after last year probably should have been given more credit for what was going on there and maybe Nick Sirianni given a little less credit. Right, maybe Shane Steichen, their offensive coordinator, is now the head coach of Indy. Uh, maybe you know you consider keeping him and moving on from Sirianni. I don't know. Twenty twenty hindsight, or Panthers may should have hired Shane Steichen. Maybe the Panthers should. There's another twenty twenty hindsight. But you can go back and find examples like that all over football. Uh, I bet you the Falcons wish they didn't go. Oh, Dan Quinn's the guy. I bet you they wish they went. Oh, Kyle Shanahan's the guy. After they made it to the Super Bowl and lost to the Patriots. Right, Hey, let's move on from our head coach, keep our coordinator. Why? Because we think he's the one that's due for the success. The Panthers, you know, they did keep people. You know what I mean? There were people they chose to retain, and, and they picked the wrong ones. Now, I'm not, not going to say that Baker Mayfield should have been kept because, gosh, was it rough there for a while. But what I am going to say is – the Panthers didn't know what they had in Baker. 
They didn't use him right. They didn't treat him right. They didn't get the most out of him, which is one of the flaws of a, of a bad franchise. Last year, he was headbutting people without a helmet on. He was, at times, goofing around, putting his hand in the dirt and playing defensive line for the scout team. He threw for 300-plus yards and three touchdowns and a playoff win over the Eagles last night. You weren't using his talent to the best of his abilities, were you? Let's hear from Baker. Here he is on embracing the underdog role. It's coming. Whether it's you're an underdog or a road game, um, just having your backs against the wall and knowing it's it's just your team versus everybody else when you're counted out. And it, it's always fun to be in that role. Uh, obviously, I'm pretty comfortable in it, but uh, our team has completely embraced that throughout the year. He's got a, he's got the, the the Bucks playing well. He's got the Bucks in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. But it doesn't – I'm not going to – right, because you have to use context. I'm not going to crush the Panthers for not having Baker around this year. Although, maybe you could have gotten a Baker-like experience and then had your pick this year. But that's neither here nor there. How about this? The Niners are where I look as the real ones that got away. Christian McCaffrey and Steve Wilkes. There's the real ones that got away. Christian McCaffrey has been the engine, one of the best teams in the NFL, and and it doesn't look like he's slowing down, right? The reason why you move on from Christian McCaffrey, if you are the Panthers, is because you're like, hey, he's going to slow down. We need to strike while the iron's hot. We need to get something back. Didn't, Didn't time that well. Steve Wilkes, how many mistakes or how many problems this year did we indirectly and completely unintentionally come back to? Steve Wilkes could have solved that. But you can go one step further. Who built the Bills? This is the one Mm. that I think the Panthers should be the most, and Panthers fans should be the most upset about. Who built the Bills? Who, by the way, looked to have a great culture? They went through some some rough games this year. At one point in time, the ESPN matchup predictor had them like as a 5% chance to make the playoffs. They not only made the playoffs – they have a home game against the Kansas City Chiefs coming up this this week. Yeah, they end up being the two seed. That's as good as you could hope for from a culture standpoint, right? And they even did it while changing their offensive coordinator. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Brandon Bean built that team. Mm-hmm. He was with the Panthers from 1998 to 2015. That's a lot of the good, right? That's the drafting of Cam Newton. That's that's a lot of the good. That's the Luke Keekley. That's the Julius Peppers. That's the Steve the, Smith. The Steve, I mean, on and on. Great free agency pickups, pretty good trades, really good drafting. He was there for all of it. You didn't think he was the guy, so you let him go. What does he do? He takes Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott was a defensive coordinator for half a decade with the Carolina Panthers. Those were the defenses everybody loves. Right, Those were the Keekleys, the Thomas Davises, the Josh Normans. Those were the defenses everybody loves. Panthers thought it was Ron Rivera. Keep Ron Rivera. Let the defensive coordinator walk. Well, Sean McDermott has the Panthers going in a pretty good direction. What about the offensive coordinator for the Bills? 
their season. Remember I said they had some down moments. They had a, some really rough moments early in their season, and they turned things around. You're not going to believe this if you're a Panthers fan and you haven't been paying attention to what's going on in Buffalo. You're not going to believe this. Their season turned when Joe Brady was given play-calling duties on the offensive side, a guy that was a part of the Matt Rule era with the Carolina Panthers. He was the offensive coordinator first year of Matt Rule when they had Teddy Bridgewater. And and that's the what I'm talking about when you have to evaluate who in your system is is a mind you want to keep around. I'm not saying that the, the Matt Rule era was awesome, but I'm saying, you know, <laughs> I'll use this as an example. Grew up a Sixers fan, right? Do uh, you remember the process? Remember how bad that was? Yes, for those who don't know what the process was, it was like intentional tanking to gain a bunch of assets. For like five years. Yes. And and all, they were playing a whole bunch of end-of-the-roster guys like Tony Roten and, and TJ McConnell and all these guys. And they were just looking for one or two good players that could be role players once they actually start trying to win. Mm-hmm. Once you realize the Panthers stink, you might have to look around and go, is there one or two brains here that we like? Let's try to keep those. One of the most important things a franchise has to do, specifically when things are going well, and if you keep in mind, right, Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, these are guys from when when the Panthers were going well, is you have to look around and go, who deserves the credit? We can't keep everybody. We need to keep the, the keystone species, right? We need to keep the guys who, if they leave, this whole thing's going to come tumbling down. And if you pick the wrong guys, you're in trouble. The, the Eagles picked the wrong guys. Maybe you could argue twice, right? They they won the Super Bowl, and then some thought it was, ironically, Frank Reich because he leaves and that offense kind of comes tumbling within itself. Then they have a Super Bowl run last year. The offensive coordinator leaves. That offense kind of comes tumbling within itself. You have to keep the guys that keep everything up and running. The Panthers were really good not that long ago, right? You start hearing, like, Detroit Lions won a playoff game. First time in 30 years. That means the longest winless streak in the playoffs is the Dolphins going back to 2002. These are really, really long droughts. The Panthers were in the Super Bowl like eight years ago. Yeah. And the problem is the ones that were the keys, right, the people that were the movers and the shakers, the bright minds, were the ones they let leave, right? I would love to see what the Panthers could be if they looked at Brandon Bean and said, no, you're a rising star. You're not going anywhere. We'll promote you if we have to. I would love to see what their defense would look like if they said, Ron, we love you, but we think McDermott might be that dude. So how about we pull a Pete Carroll, transition you to something in the, the front office, and we let McDermott take the reins because we can't afford to let him leave. I would love to see what the Panthers look like there. You know, it's amazing because he was, uh, Brandon Bean, who you're talking about, was under both Marty Herney, Dave mm-hmm. Gettleman. Then when Marty Herney came back, those guys go to other places. Like Dave Gettleman goes to the New York Giants. He's the guy that drafts Daniel Jones and you know, kind of whole bunch of hog mollies, as he likes to say. And then we see Rob Rivera and Marty Herney end up in Washington. Look what's happened there. The proof is in the pudding. Yeah. The proof is in the pudding. If you pick the wrong, the wrong horses can't be surprised when you lose the race. Mm-hmm. And looking at the playoffs, you're going to see, oh, former Panther here, former Panther there, former Panther there. And, and not just that. One last point, also some ones that got away, <clears throat> C.J. Stroud. Right? You're also going to see if, if you pick the wrong internal candidates and, and in a lot of ways you pick the wrong external candidates, it's going to be tough. 
If there's one thing the Panthers have to do better, it's just understanding where the credit goes. You want to be, oh, everybody did their share. Yeah, but who really was the secret sauce? Mm -hmm. You see it in every walk of of sports. Yeah, someone might be the face, but who's the backbone? Who's Who's the backbone? Who actually, you know, for lack of a better term, deserves the credit? Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.